0: I'm Alan Hall, host of the Uptime Wind Energy podcast, and we have a great discussion today with Bladebug Force Technology from the show floor of Global Offshore Wind in London, England, where it's also about 30 degrees Celsius and sunny, very unusual day there. Uh, Bladebug is a UK-based company that develops robotic devices for the inspection and repair of wind turbine blades. Uh, the company's flagship product, Bladebug Robot, is a self-powered autonomous robot that can climb and inspect wind turbine blades without the need for human intervention. And Bladebug was founded by our guest today, Chris Cheslak. And Chris, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me back again. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you. And we have Lars Vest with Force Technology with us also. Force Technology is based in Denmark and also offers a variety of consulting and engineering services in several industries, including the renewable energy industry. Force Technology is also a leader in ultrasonic inspections and inspection devices. Lars, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. So you have a really interesting partnership going and, and Chris, why don't you start off and describe what the, this partnership is?
1: So this is uh, this is a continuation of of Bladebug's uh, robotic platform integrating like really high quality um, ultrasonic non-destructive testing systems and we have uh, collaborated we've teamed up with with force technology to uh, use their equipment which is used for the last 20 years on uh, inspecting wind turbines and factories and mount a sort of reduced version of that within the blade bug robot to enable uh, the same uh, inspections to be performed out in the field yeah, and that's remarkable because as we all know there's a lot of
0: Damage blades out there and one of the most difficult tasks is to understand how deep that damage is and how large this damage is. Paint and coatings cover up most of the damage so a lot of times uh, when technicians get out in the field and they start looking around at blade damage they realize this is a lot worse than I thought and that's where force technology comes in uh, because force technology can see, see the things that the human eye can't see. And, and Lars, uh, your technology and your ultrasonic uh, knowledge is remarkable. Uh, just I've heard about your company for quite a while. I just, I've been researching it more recently. you want, want to describe what ultrasonic technology you guys possess right now?
2: As Chris said, we have been uh, working with the industry for many years. We have been supplying equipment for uh, manufacturing quality control on the factory floor for, for many years. And um, the reason is that the ultrasonic equipment that we have developed and, and manufacture, it has some special capabilities when it comes to finding small defects in composite materials. And that's very useful on the, on the factory floor, but equally uh, useful um, in service, uh, looking for both production floors, which should have been found, uh, on the production floor, but also uh, damage from operation.
0: Yeah and the, the force technology uh, inspection capability is obviously world renowned. there's uh, there's different kinds of, of inspections uh, and tools that you can use to inspect some of these blades. What specific piece of equipment are we in, are you going to install in bladebug to do these uh, out in the field inspections?
2: We're basically using the same technology as we're using in the in the workshop um, so it's it's technology where you can uh, rapidly scan with a high resolution and uh, find uh, virtually all kind of defects that might be a risk for the for the blade uh, in its uh, lifetime
0: so the the key here for any sort of ultrasonic inspection is you have to have the right tools and you have to have high quality tools because Doing ultrasonic inspection on composites is really difficult. And so I think this makes a lot of sense, the partnership between you two. You got to have to have the best instruments, and then you have to have a platform that can use them in the right way. And and Chris, Bladebug's really seems set up to do sort of a scanning uh, of an area just because of the way Bladebug has, has been designed.
1: Yeah, exactly. So we, we've got the ability to maneuver probes and scanners over the surface of the blade um, in an unlimited sort of bounded area. So, you know, people do do it. You have frames where you have X, Y gantries, but we don't need that. We can do that with the robot. It's unlimited. That can be repeated. You don't need to be an expert in NDT in order to operate it. We rely on the technology uh, of the robot to perform the high-quality motions, but then um, at the same time we've got the software from Force Technology, which can assess whether the scan is good. So you, if it's not, you can go back and redo that area. Which is, you know, if you haven't got good coupling or if there's some kind of issue, that level of automation has already um, been developed and has been widely used for a number of years by Force. And so again, it's just leveraging their their skills and expertise to ensure that we get this high-quality um, scan data to actually use.
0: Yeah, that's really key. Having been a user of ultrasonic technology, the, the software seems to be the magic piece a lot of times. You have to start with good instruments, but then analyzing that data software wise is really key because you, you need to be sure you have really valid data. And Force Technology has been doing a lot of work in that. And I, and I think the latest thing I've seen from Force Technology is you've been using a little bit of AI on ultrasonic uh, data.
2: That's right. We have actually been working uh, on this part for for many years, starting out uh, seven, eight years ago, um, and and uh, training a machine learning model to find various kinds of defects, and that as requires, as uh, Chris mentioned, a lot of data and a lot of experience in how to uh, to evaluate these data. So we have been training a, a computer basically to do what uh, what human beings are doing today. Um, evaluating data looking for small defects and finding out if they are severe or not.
0: Okay, so the the force technology sensors and the force technology software are in the, the belly or the bay of the blade bug. It's going to take that scan. That data is, the way I understand it, is it's going to go off-site uh, and to be looked at by someone knowledgeable in ultrasonic inspections. Is that
1: Still, the plan—that's definitely one form. the The other element is is using that uh, machine learning and AI to automatically interpret what those scan data's generating. So, you know, understanding where you've got defects. I think there's always going to be elements of having someone maybe to overlook at some of the data if it's something new or something un- uncertain. But a lot of that groundwork. So, I think um, Lars was saying earlier. You know, uh, you you can reduce like a blade scan analysis from 12 hours down to like. One to two minutes, so it it's, it doesn't need to be this big sort of, uh, you know, you're getting lots and lots of data, but then you, they've also built the software to analyze that data very efficiently and very quickly, so that data can be processed and handed over as fast as possible.
0: Lars, well, that that's really fascinating because a lot of times when you see ultrasonic inspection, like the data was taken two weeks ago, right, and and it gets sent off somewhere, and you have a quote unquote expert look at it, and then engineers like me get to see that data. You're taking that down to a much simpler process because you're, you're leveraging all the knowledge and experience you have in, in, in software to get data faster. Is that the approach?
2: Yeah, you can actually use the data for three things. You can use it for, for a sanity check. So you can check in real time whether the data is okay. You can use it in real time to control the motion of the robot to make sure that you cover the area that you should. And then finally, of course, you can can use it to find out if there is a defect or not and how severe it
0: is. This is remarkable because one of the keys for offshore wind is everything is so expensive, right? Either to get a ship out out there and people on site, the whole thing is really expensive. So time is of the essence. And if you're going to get on a blade, you need to be doing it the best possible way because the time on the blade, the time it took to get there is remarkably expensive. So then this force technology and blade bug combination then allows you to get to the site, look at the damage, and then know within a couple of minutes whether you have a problem or not.
1: Is is, is that the approach? I mean, that's, that's the theory. That's what we are aiming to get to, for sure. And there's so many benefits and upsides to that. So I think at the beginning you mentioned that, you know... The, the surface damage doesn't reflect the true indication of what the damage could be below the surface and so you know we've been speaking to a lot of rope access companies today and you know it's the same old story where you go to do a repair because being categorized from a drone inspection and it's always or not always but more often than not more severe than anticipated and you mentioned it's very expensive to be offshore the time so if you can use that data that you've collected on those scans to really understand what that damage is you can really assess how you're going to repair that damage you can also then schedule how long it's gonna take, when you're gonna do it, who's gonna do it, have the right material. So it's really about making sure you're minimizing any mistakes that you have when you go out to site to do any remedial work as well. So it's that, it's that whole package. Well, and a
0: good blade scan also tells you, you may be able to delay
1: when a repair
0: gets done also. And that's, I think that's part of the difficulty today is we're not sure how long we can delay when a repair project will begin, right? And it, you need, the first step in any good repair project is to understand the level of damage. That is critical. And without having like a force technology sensor and data package behind you, you you don't really know. Eyeballs don't do it anymore.
1: Yeah, it's really subjective. And I think we had a good, we were chatting again to a company today and they were saying, you know, how, when you've got, 20 category five damages, and you've only got budget to do 15. How do you know which are the 15 that you're going to work on? I know that sounds crazy, but that, 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 this is a real life situation that we had today. And so this solves that problem. You can scan those damages and go, right, these are out of those severe damages already. These are the ones that are the ones you have to repair now. And so it's, it's a way of making sure that the right work is done at the right time and the ones that can wait, can wait.
0: Right. The, the key feedback that I hear all the time on, in our business is, how does this change my day-to-day life? As an engineer, as a technician, what happens when I implement uh, a blade bug or technology combo? You get to an answer much quicker, and then you have an idea of what the, the year looks ahead of you, right? And is, that makes a lot of sense from an operator's side. From an OEM side, is there also some information that maybe the OEMs want to know? Uh, what's happening in service? Because they don't have eyes on, on, the, on the blades all the time either is are you hearing a lot of discussion from oems like i want to know how my
1: blades are doing in the north sea i mean they have no problems blade manufacturers so
0: well the operators would beg to differ
1: <laughs> I, I think. yeah so it's interesting because i mean um i think for you do you do work with oems obviously everyone's sort of on the NDAs, we can't sort of say much about it but there is obviously interest knowing how well your your products are performing because you want to carry on improving there was that dnb report that you've mentioned recently um in one of your other podcasts and you're not seeing that level of improvement that you should see and i think it's very interesting to actually start getting this data and actually really trying to improve um everything from the design through to the manufacturer and and try and understand why you're still not seeing you know a reduction in in the amount of incidents that you that you should be having with an industry which is now not you know it's not in, in mature industries, so it, it, it should be fairly mature by now. So, why? How can we? How can we use this new data to then, you know, make decisions to to you know make things better in the future and reduce these chances of of problems.
0: And one of the issues the operators have on the structural engineering side is that if they do do a, a drone scan, a real simple drone scan, the OEMs don't know what to do with that data, and I think that's a real problem right now. If you try to go back to an OEM, and say, hey, we think we have this issue we have some drone scans it's sort of meaningless right but if you came to them with force technology sensor data that's the same stuff they're using in their own factory it's what the OEMs are using today does that then open the door to having quicker discussions about how to get blades back in service
2: i think they are they are used to to looking at data like this so it gives them a better understanding of what is actually uh, what is actually wrong what needs to be be uh, repaired if any so it's um, it, it, it definitely gives them better knowledge than just having a, a drone visual inspection uh, you, you ask if uh, if this is interesting for the OEMs and I would say that right now they are scaling up production uh, in, a, in a at a page that they have never done before so it's very important for them to make sure that the, that the, the, the quality is uh, like it should be and uh, they are also scaling up uh, products. Which causes new new uh, issues challenges. So, I think there is definitely an interest for from from all parties.
0: So, how soon can we see a blade bug force technology combo on blades? Is it ready for the summertime? It seems like everything's pretty well together.
1: Yeah, we'd like to do stuff uh, this summer. So, you know, one of the things that we are looking for is is getting it out there and on and on turbines and you know start collecting that data. So, we've got some. We've still got a bit of. Um, uh, work to be doing but we can do that fairly rapidly and then take it out and, and put it on some turbines so we've got some in-house testing still to do uh, and then we'll be looking to take it out but ideally this summer would be the expectation. At Force
2: Technology we have been doing in-service inspection for more than 20 years so we have quite a lot of experience from the field that we need to take into consideration so that's uh, what we will do as well now focus on on the um, on the, on the stability uh, and, and, and the usefulness in the field, which is extremely important to make it uh, efficient. So every blade is built slightly differently. Uh, and the, the beauty of Blade
0: Bug is that the adaptability of putting instrumentation in it is infinite. You can put anything in its bay and, and get, it, get it to provide some answers for you. So on different blade types and maybe different
2: blade sizes, Lars, are, are there going to be different kinds of sensors loaded up into the blade bug bay? Of course, if we can make room for for the two types of sensors that we're usually using, that would be very good. But uh, right now we will probably have two different tools. So um, one tool for the majority of defect types and another tool for for a single single defect type, which is difficult to to find with the first tool. So.
0: So the, the, obviously there's like broader damage and there's like this, this little spot damage thing, like you've been hit by a rock or something on, the, on transport. Uh, so that takes different kinds of tools to, to detect the, the damage?
2: Yeah, actually, if you, if you include uh, transportation uh, damage, that's a uh, third thing. For operational uh, issues, there are... T- Basically, two different setups that we're using, but but one is is uh, is more universal than the other, so um, and can be used for for most things. So we're working on making sure that it can actually be used for 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 all defect types. Well, that's the beauty of a
0: blade bug. Is, as force technology uh, comes up with new devices, in which you clearly will because you know what the industry needs. It'll just go right into the blade bug bay and be put into service almost immediately. That's 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 genius because. Obviously, the difficult part on offshore wind is getting technicians out there with any real ultrasonic knowledge, right? Those, those, those technicians are super expensive, and there's only a limited amount of, of them. And in the UK alone, I think there's 11,000 offshore wind turbines uh, headed to about 20,000 over the next couple of years. There's not enough technicians to go out there and do all that, that blade damage detection. So now we have another tool, right? There's another tool in the toolbox to, to make the operator's life easier.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and to make more efficient use of their time and, and not send them to do unnecessary work or, you know, unexpected work. So it, that's, you know, one of the key challenges I think you've mentioned previously, and, and it, we've heard it numerous times today, It, it is lack of, of these technicians who can do not only just the inspection, but also the remedial work as well. And so really trying to be efficient and how you use them, that's key. So if the robot can free up their time to do that work, which has to be done by a person, then that's saving them from doing another job unnecessarily. So it's one of the key areas that we can do uh, to help with that sort of shortage of, of skilled technical people.
0: Large Force Technology, huge company. How do people find you uh, for all the things that you do?
2: We have a wind energy uh, website. Uh, so forcetechnology.com uh, slash wind energy, uh, where, it, where you can find all, all the information about the products and services we are offering the wind industry. And we will have some, uh, some specific information about this uh, collaboration as well. Oh, nice. And Chris, where can people find out about Bladebug?
1: Bladebug.co.uk or LinkedIn's another really good place. So we, we keep posting regularly. So if you put Bladebug into LinkedIn, you'll, you'll come across me or Stacey, our business development manager. He's just standing over there. And uh, or we've got our own page as well. So, um, yeah, we're, we're easy to find and we'll be promoting this, this collaboration. Um, so, yeah uh keep an eye out for it but yeah it's a really exciting um collaboration between us and and force which are yeah you know leading this wind turbine inspection it's fantastic
0: it is a great collaboration and thank you for announcing it on the uptime wind energy podcast we appreciate having both of you on uh and, and chris and lars thank you so much